Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. I'm fresh off a visit to the Texas Supreme Court earlier this week. I'll have a little bit to say about that. There's a lot going on at the Texas Capitol. The House is uh, passing bills or attempting to. And uh, I guess ignoring, well, uh, not focusing on some of the pieces of legislation that are of importance. We'll talk a little bit about that, at least some of the House members of the leadership. Um, and there's also really important events that we want to talk about that are coming up for our organization. A huge announcement that we made yesterday that I'm excited about. Um, but we're in the middle of Respect Life Month, Pro-Life Month for many churches and many organizations across the country, but definitely in the state of Texas. So we've got a great guest today to talk to us about those issues. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And since I have a uh, new, or I guess a uh, future and a renewed rival uh, on the show today, we might have to talk about faith, family, and football. I don't know if she'll allow us to go in that direction, but we'll see. Heather Gardner is our guest today on the Texas Values Report. She is the director of the 365 Campaign Advancement for 40 Days for Life. She is the former director of the Central Texas Coalition for Life and also a proud graduate with a sociology degree from Texas A&M University. Heather, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Glad to be back. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, look, it's good to have you on the show to update people about the new role that you're in. And it's not, I mean, I guess it's been several months or maybe a little bit longer than that. Timely with in the, being in the middle of the fall campaign for 40 Days for Life. So tell us a little bit about this new role that you're in with the national organization, but here in Texas for 40 Days for Life. Sure. So for many years, I was blessed to serve as the director for the Central Texas Coalition for Life, which is the local year-round organization uh, in Central Texas that educates and puts on prayer vigils and has sidewalk ministry outside of local abortion facilities and now local abortion referral facilities. And so recently I transitioned to the national level for 40 Days for Life, and I am very privileged and blessed to be able to help uh, other leaders across the country that are trying striving to build up to what we had here in Central Texas with more of a year-round presence. And so my uh, my role is to help uh, guide them in their leadership in their local cities. Uh, there's about 54 cities now that are what we call 365 cities trying to do more of a year-round uh, presence in between the typical fall and spring 40 days for life vigils. And it's been a huge, huge blessing. And I'm also blessed to help with the uh, sidewalk outreach. So uh, sidewalk counseling, education, there's a lot of locations that really need some guidance on that as well. And we've got a very simple uh, basic program that we provide our sidewalk outreach program. So in, in between all of that, traveling, visiting campaign sites, uh, putting on regional workshops, especially in regions where they uh, may feel the most defeated, New York, California, um, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, places like that where uh, legally they are swimming upstream. So they are uh, we've get, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from these workshops uh, to help encourage and advance their campaigns. Well, look, and not a big surprise, right? The 40 Days for Life movement, your no, new role, at least, in, in the affiliation, 40 Days for Life 
effort campaign organization, if you will. It's my understanding started in Texas, in College Station, in the Bryan area. Sean Carney, David B. Wright, you were on that sidewalk out there in front of the Planned Parenthood abortion clinic when Abby Johnson was still working for Planned Parenthood. So um, probably you reuniting with old friends or just working more closely with them in the 40 Days for Life movement, which is incredible, right? I mean, it's now become worldwide. Uh, I was at an event that for 40 Days for Life a couple years ago with Vice President Mike Pence. Sean Carney was there and really just sort of getting updated with the uh, the expansive influence in the amount of places and people that are involved in this ministry and this organization is incredible, but still a lot of important work to do in Texas. So I'm sure they're glad to have you on the team. And as the Central Texas Coalition for Life continues, and y'all staying in partnership with them as well, is very encouraging. I know we got to talk a little bit about that privately recently. And so, and look, I get around the, the country a little bit, not a whole lot. I don't leave, like to leave Texas all that much. But in like you, I see and hear from other states that are having these struggles, even though Roe versus Wade is overturned, that now just puts it back in the hands of states and the federal government. So some other states that don't have some of the state laws we have or the pro-life culture that we have in the state of Texas, they've got a lot of challenges on their hands. Many of them are new. Some of them have been around for a while, but there are opportunities that weren't there before. And hopefully they can see some of that from the things that we're doing in the state of Texas. And so I'm glad you're involved in that. Let's talk a little bit about Texas. Um, you know, our work is state focused, even though we like to have an influence across the country when that um, when it works out that way. There is the perception by some that, you know, look, we have abortion ban in the state of Texas. We have the heartbeat law. We've got Roe versus Wade overturned, which was a Texas case. And so, you know, that issue sort of wrapped up. Let's move along to other things. Um, and you and I know that's not the case. That's why we were outside um, on a sidewalk outside of a Planned Parenthood clinic a couple of weeks ago. I think we got a picture, too. I didn't take this picture. I think the Diocese of Austin posted it. You and I were both there, um, and I was there with my son, Jonah, and um, this was halfway through the 40 Days for Life campaign. Bishop Joe Vasquez was out there in, in, a, in a pretty nice turnout um, but talk to us a little bit about what we need to be doing in the state of Texas and how people can have an accurate description and understanding of what work we need to be doing right now in the pro-life movement here in the Lone Star State. Yeah, so it's it's false to say that abortions are no longer happening in Texas. Unfortunately, they are. Uh, it, it, we need to be very clear with our messaging in the fact that abortions while legally they are no longer happening because of the heartbeat law and the Human Life Protection Act that um, combined helps protect lives from conception on, that abortions are still happening. The abortion pills uh, usage has skyrocketed. Uh, the abortion industry clearly, I mean, they're showing their true colors now where they clearly do not care about women's health. They are left and right advertising for women to get abortion pills through the mail and, uh, and and then just to have those abortions at home with absolutely no examination prior, no confirmation of pregnancy or how far along the baby is in pregnancy. Of course, the farther along she is, the more dangerous it is for the woman to take the abortion pills. And these are happening. They have turned and want to turn women's bathrooms and dorm rooms into abortion facilities. And this is not safe. This is not act, this is not real women's health care. So with that being said, We've still got 
uh, many Planned Parenthoods across the state of Texas open. Uh, in fact, there hasn't there hasn't been any closures. There's been one additional that has opened um, that had closed uh, uh, for renovations and then opened after Dobbs was decided. So they're not gone. They're still here. Their business certainly is hurting because we all know that abortions were not just three percent of their business. Uh, but we are still going to the sidewalks outside of these places and seeing women going in, seeking abortion, whether it's getting counseling for it, uh, getting basically guided on how to get an abortion through the mail or out of state. And they are charging these women for various things and trying they they've become travel agents for abortion. So well, there's still a lot of work to do. No, there's We've a lot to- of work to do. There's no doubt. And, and you know, and, and you want to continue that work because we have momentum on our side, if you will, in the state of Texas. In many ways, there's a lot of momentum or sort of wind at our backs now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. I mean, we're it's been over a year now. And I don't want to discount or be dismissive of some of the challenges that people are facing in other states when it comes to the life issue and how difficult the abortion decision or circumstances can be when it comes to women and families that are dealing with these different things. Um, but the circumstances have changed. And so for many years, the view was and, and where we were on this issue was there was only so much you could do because you had Roe versus Wade out there and it's always going to be there. I mean, that was sort of the mindset or the belief. And that mm-hmm. was the current status for a long time. <clears throat> and so now that that's not the case, that door is sort of, sort of open but, um, and, and that was a major issue, right? That would sort of be where things would get halted or, you know, legal arguments would be made to suggest that that, you know, that really sort of trumped everything and there was nothing you could do about it. Um, so we do have more of an opportunity. So maybe if you could describe it that way, right? Some momentum or wind at our back, maybe something to encourage us. But so that's not the time to sort of move on to something else and say, you know, we're finished. Um, that was a major accomplishment, but now's an opportunity to seize the moment and to do more with the freedoms we have and the fact that the Supreme Court is not in the way and to continue to educate the culture on this issue. You know, recently... <clears throat> I stepped into the role as the uh, Respect Life Director for my own church. We had a member of our church who's been in that role for a long time, and that's some of the discussion that we've had already. How do we get volunteers? What do you think is, um, you know, kind of the most successful way, or what would you tell people out there um, to give them some encouragement about the need to volunteer, something they could do individually with their family and certainly locally? Yeah, so what I am hearing, because we have such a great network of pro-life groups here in Central Texas and and across the state, is uh, volunteers are needed now more than ever, both on the sidewalks and in the pregnancy centers. So uh, just the other day at a a local banquet, one of the pregnancy centers reported that their their abortion-minded clients had increased by 300% uh, in the last year they're seeing many more clients they're distributing much more material so every make make habits uh you know an example is make a habit every time you go to the grocery store keep the uh baby supplies on your list and always pick up something every time you go to the grocery store whether it's baby bottles diapers things like that so that you can donate or 
get on a regular donation of uh, on your Amazon account to donate regularly and have it directly shipped to the pregnancy centers. If you don't know what to donate, call your local pregnancy center and ask what materials they're most in need of. And sometimes they even have those wish lists posted on their websites and in their email newsletters. But we've got uh, several gaps on the sidewalks because people are just oblivious right now as to what is going on and, and the fact that we still have places open. And I will share this with you too. Just one quick example. I was on the sidewalk just a few weeks ago and a very angry woman uh, drove up and got out of her car and started talking to me. She was, wasn't going in for an appointment. She was just driving by and she wanted to give me a piece of her mind. Very upset that we were still there. Why, why are you even here? Roe versus Wade is over. Not not even understanding the, 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 the real need for us to be there and direct women to life-affirming resources because they just don't know about these places. No. Um, even though, yes, pregnancy centers are seeing an increase, there's still so many women that don't know about the places to go to. To. So we've got to be kind of that filling in that gap on the sidewalk and directing women to many uh, opportunities in the area. But she started uh, charging me with uh, all kinds of uh, false claims, but basically saying, you think you think we're all dumb. You think we don't have the Internet. You think we don't have Google. People have Google. And I just laughed at that. And I thought, right, because it's it's a it's a fair game and an even playing field when it comes to, you know, the, the online uh, opportunities. Uh, we know good and well, that's not true. Yelp and Google have been censoring. They're censoring pregnancy centers specifically online. They've been uh, not allowing them to have ads. There's all kinds of issues like that. There's even some lawsuits happening across the state and across the country because of that. So, no, women are not able to equally see Planned Parenthood as they are pregnancy centers. They're, they're seeing pop up ads for a lot of abortion sites, well, much more so than pregnancy centers. And another reason is there is still a misunderstanding of what Planned Parenthood does. I had a conversation with a, a boyfriend recently that, that was coming to the facility for resources, and he ended up telling me his main object, object or his main goal of being there was because his toddler's daycare told him that he needed to go to Planned Parenthood for services to help with his behavioral, with the toddler's behavioral problems. I laughed when I heard that. They're, they don't care about your children. They don't have help for your children. They only, they only care about destroying children in the womb. And so we ended up having this great conversation and I was able to get him to places that can actually help with toddler behavioral problems that can help with counseling for families, reduce costs and free counseling and other issues and, and and it turns out his girlfriend was pregnant too. And so we were able to redirect them to a pregnancy center to get help with that. So there's still a lot of misinformation that's out there. The abortion industry is posting about us all the time and about how we're supposedly giving misinformation when we know that's simply not true, um, that they're the ones that are constantly lying to women and, and directing them into very harmful procedures. Yeah, well, look, there's a lot of reason to continue to educate people on these issues, to, to continue to have the focus on people being informed. Uh, we're talking with Heather Gardner. She is the director of 365 Advancement for 40 Days for Life. And I forgot to do this at the beginning, so I'm going to go ahead and do it now. I'm going to share this live feed on my personal Facebook page. We encourage you to do the same, and we can have an opportunity for more people to be involved in this conversation if i can find our page here and um i'll share this on my feed so we um suggest other people do the same as we're watching this 
And now I'm having some trouble with my phone. Excuse me. Here we go. There's me. There's Heather. Now it's on my personal page. Uh, look, you know, and Heather, you've been involved in this work for a long time. Many people may know your background. I mentioned that at the beginning, you know, praying on sidewalks in front of abortion clinics in Bryan College Station. At that time, you were still living in that area. I believe you were probably still a student at Texas A&M University during that time. And so, you know, that's going several years back. Same for myself when I was a high school student at times an undergrad and certainly during my time in law school. And so, and things change during different time periods, right? Some of the needs that change, you know, and, and but I'll tell you this grip and this perception that Planned Parenthood is some, you know, entity of value uh, has been hard to sort of distract people from and to convince people that's not the same because of their, or that's not the case because of their marketing. And one of the things we see them doing is trying to lure women to leave the state of Texas to have an abortion somewhere else. And I agree with you. The chemical abortion issue is a huge deal. We need to deal with that. You need to be checking the mail. You need to be informing your kids of that and, um, and other parents that you know that that might be happening happening and you may not be aware of that or they might be marketing to you know young women or whatever their ages um, taking these pills and potentially you know going through this when their baby is 12 13 14 weeks so far along I mean that they need to be in a hospital I mean we hope that's not happening to begin with but that could cause and lead to a very tragic situation and so but I do think an opportunity to educate more people on these issues and um, you know for people to know that Planned Parenthood is still on the hunt they are still on the march and maybe even more aggressively now in some ways because they feel a little bit more vulnerable right that Roe versus Wade is down so they're you know in a super aggressive and reaction mode but I think the more that we respond with that love and compassion and support and volunteering a little bit of your time wherever you can. I know one of the things that our church is doing and many across uh, the Central Texas area, maybe statewide, is the baby banks. This is something that a lot of the Catholic churches are involved in. And so if you're doing that during um, October, thank you. Make sure you return that back to your church if you can by the end of October. That is one way that churches are supporting these pregnancy centers. But a small way that you might open the conversation in that type of support and I think this, this information is going to be critical. We could see Congress making a decision on these things, the presidential election. There's a lot more reasons why we're going to see the conversation expand and increase on the issue of life. If that's nothing less than that, if you will, if all people do is say, well, I'm just going to talk about it a little bit more, I think that would be valuable as well. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think people are afraid to talk about this because they don't feel equipped enough or they're afraid to offend someone. And we have to we have to put those fears aside. You have got to stop. I should say we have got to stop letting our fear keep us from sharing the truth in love. There are many great resources out there, too, that can help you articulate this stance better. And if there is something that you're hearing from pro-abortion advocates that that concerns you, go to somebody in your life who is pro-life and bring this to them and say, how would you respond to this if you don't know how to? And I, I'll just I'll just do a plug. 40 Days for Life has a great book that's called What to Say When, available online. That is a very brief, well-written book by Sean Carney and Steve Carlin. 
uh, just about apologetics, basic apologetics, and giving some background of the pro-life movement, um, the political aspect of it, talking about the common uh, arguments that you hear concerning abortion. It's got a lot of great stuff in there. There's also some great online tools uh, from various ministries across the country that have, you know, real quick videos addressing very specific things. So, but reaching out to groups like 40 Days for Life, like Texas Values, uh, to get more information on that of how to better, um, you know, as scripture tells us, always be ready to give an answer for the reason for your faith. And this is part of our faith. And so uh, reaching out to these groups and, and don't just don't just shy away and avoid that. You cannot avoid this forever. You've got to well, you've got to embrace this. No, and, and we're talking with Heather Gardner. She is the director of the 365 campaign for 40 Days for Life. As a matter of fact, I have that book in my home on one of my many um, bookcases, if you will. I have a lot of little areas that have turned into bookcases. I'm yeah. sure you may be the same way. A lot of collection yeah. of books is, uh, that I've gotten over the years, but Sean's a great one. I mean, and, and it's sort of an update to a book I used to read a lot, which was pro-life arguments, excuse me, um, pro-life, pro-life answers, answers to pro-choice, pro-choice arguments, arguments, right? That was 10, 15 years ago, maybe even longer. Now we've got an updated version, right? Sean's got a lot of firsthand experience with these things. And so um, I encourage people to do to grab that book as well. Um, but, you know, to continue to encourage people, though, to have these conversations, there's tremendous value to it. And and sometimes the best thing is maybe you just ask the question, right? And that might be something more, you know, lawyers do at times. You don't have to be a lawyer to ask a question. Ask a question. Hey, what do you think about the Roe versus Wade decision being overturned? What do you know about these issues in the you know, state of Texas? You know, in a polite way, but more maybe sort of asking the questions and that opens up the conversation. Maybe you don't have the answer, but you're simply asking the questions for people to think about it a little bit more. Maybe that leads them to a website. Maybe that leads them to think about it more, and hopefully that'll lead to something good. Okay, we got a couple of minutes left. Well, maybe 30 seconds. And so I'm just letting you know, it's my understanding that the first time Texas and A&M play each other in football is a home game in College Station at Kyle Field. Is that correct? You, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Next year, I don't year, follow though. that as, as best as I should, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but that's next year. So we got you know plenty of time between now and then to, um, I don't know, can, can we trash talk as Christians? You know, to, Wager bets, trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can have some good debates and banter um, along that lines. And so, but we'll see what uh, these two programs do when um, when they meet each other next year. Should be fun and interesting. Um, but, you know, and look, I a lot of good things come out of Texas for the pro-life issue. We do have that history of Roe versus Wade. Now it's been overturned, you know, historical in many ways. But I want people to continue to remember, this revolves around one of the most important rights that we have since our country was founded, the rights of life. So we're glad that we had Heather Gardner on our Texas Values Report today as our guest. Thanks, Heather. Appreciate having you. God bless everyone. Thanks, Jonathan. All right, I just got a couple of minutes. Had to throw in my football reference towards the end. It is football season, even though we're getting all wrapped up in the World Series. All right, so come at me now, all you Astros haters. That's fine. I'm rooting for the Rangers. They are a Texas team. You know, I had my 24 hours to sort of get over losing a game seven and uh, we wish the rangers well and glad they're representing the state of texas in the world series should be a little a lot of fun 
I'll try to peek in on that and uh, probably save me some money too because I would have been tempted like I did last year to go to a World Series game. I did go to game one of the ALCS with the Rangers and Astros. A lot of fun. Brought one of our board members, Vince, and his wife, Mona Puente. They are huge Rangers fans from the Fort Worth area. And I was glad that Astros fans were so nice to them in the Houston area at the game in Houston, even though we lost that game and then obviously eventually lost the series. Listen, we got some great events ourselves coming up, all right? November 30th, just announced this yesterday. Our Houston Gala, speaking of football, Coach Kennedy, Joe Kennedy won his football prayer case at the U.S. Supreme Court. If you've not met him in person or heard him speak, you got to come to this event, all right? He is a dynamic speaker. Not only is he did he win a case at the U.S. Supreme Court and as a football coach, he's also a Marine, all right? He's got a lot of great things that he draws from that and a very strong Christian, but uh, very engaging. And you may not know this, there's an update to his court case. That's all I'm going to say. You got to come to the event to hear about that. That is on Thursday, November 30th. That is our gala in Houston. It's a Thursday night and tickets are going to are going to move quick and they're going to sell out. We also have an event up in the Dallas Fort Worth area for your North Texas supporters. That is on December 6th, staying in the athlete category again, Riley Gaines, the woman who is the leader of the Save Women Sports Movement and one of the most accomplished collegiate swimmers ever, but certainly at the University of Kentucky is going to be our keynote speaker there. <clears throat> but she's not coming alone. Mark Davis, who is a conservative talk show radio host, one of the most well-known He's going to be our MC for the event. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about our issues. Kelly Shackelford, one of our board members for Texas Values, but also the CEO of First Liberty Institute, he will be there. This is the event where we give out the Kelly Shackelford Award. This is an award we give out every year, not to an elected official, but someone who has done something that year to demonstrate leadership on the faith, family, and freedom issues. You're going to want to be there when you hear this person's name get announced. It's going to be incredible. Both of those events... December 6th in the North Texas area, Dallas-Fort Worth, November 30th in the Houston area, those two big events we're having. We're going to recognize the Texas House and Senate members who are faith and family champions from this past legislative session. They're going to get their awards on the stage and have their name announced. You're going to want to see that. There are still tickets available. Our annual budget is $2 million. We need your donations. I was just at the Texas Supreme Court yesterday protecting religious freedom and marriage in a case that we've gotten involved in, and we hope to have a great result. The only way we can do this work is if you support us with a tax-deductible donation. Make that donation today at txvalues.org. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll see you next week on the Texas Values Report.